This podcast is brought to you by Trend. Trend is a micro-influencer marketing platform that helps connect brands with influencers. Learn more, join our network, or start an influencer campaign at trend.io. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to The Trend. We have a special guest host today, Rafael Polandagle, who is the CEO of Splitbase. And he's going to be here with us talking about influencer marketing optimization. Hey, Rafael. Hey, guys. Thanks for having me here. Yeah, for sure. It's a pleasure to have you, Rafael. Uh, and I have known each other over the years, probably like four years now. It's great to cross paths and, and have you here. I know you have a ton of knowledge to to share. And, you know, I, I would love for you to jump in and uh think it's a good way to start this, kick this off by learning more about Splitbase. I know you guys are leading the, the front uh, side of things on direct-to-consumer optimization, but would love to hear it from you. For sure. So I run Splitbase and we're a conversion optimization agency for direct-to-consumer e-commerce brands. Um, I would say our biggest industry, you know, would be skincare and beauty brands, um, followed by really any type of lifestyle and, and fashion brands. And what we do really is we help brands understand what's working on their website and what's not working. And where do they need landing pages to really improve performance? So really help them um, improve and optimize the, the customer journey so they can increase site conversions, sales, and of course, make more money. Yeah, that makes sense. And that, that aligns really well with uh, the type of challenges that we hear from our customers. You know, first, A, how do you get people to the page? But uh, you don't know how much you're leaving out on the table if uh, those functions aren't built properly. And you could also be leaving a ton of money on the table if those functions aren't built properly because now you're spending money to bring traffic that um, you now lost because you couldn't gauge their, uh, their interest. So I'd like to kick off with one question that I think most uh, brands will probably have is, at what point do you know you have enough traffic or people going to a landing page to know, okay, now I need to start optimizing this? Yeah, that's a great question. And I will say, you know, you should always be optimizing. At the end of the day, you know, optimizing is just the art of making things better and uh, using your data to inform your decisions. There are different ways to optimize that should be applied depending on where you are in terms of scale, right? For example, brands that typically work with us for, you know, A-B testing and site optimization, well, those brands typically have more than a thousand transactions a month. So if you're under a thousand transactions a month and you're you're reading online that you should be A-B testing, it's probably not the right time to start A-B testing. It's just the math behind testing requires you to have a lot of volume. When it comes to landing pages, I think brands at every level should have those landing pages because here's the deal. Um, Generally, a lot of e-commerce brands, you know, they're going to launch influencer campaigns or Facebook ad campaigns, and they're pointing all their traffic. They're sending people to product pages, to yep. their homepage, to, you know, uh, product listing pages or collection pages. Yeah. The issue with that is it's not bad but it's definitely not optimal. Like a lot of brands will see that, hey, it's still working. They're managing to get a return on their ad spend, on mm -hmm. their campaigns. 
But, you know, from what we've seen so far on our side is if you have landing pages that are optimized for the traffic you're receiving, you know, you can see we've seen increases really frequently between 30% to 60% increase in conversions, right? Mm -hmm. And sometimes more than that too. But the goal is try to optimize whatever you can at, at any mm -hmm. time, right? I think landing pages is an underutilized asset in the world of e-commerce. We see it often in, you know, software companies use landing pages all the time. But in the e-commerce world, it's not used that much. We actually did an analysis recently where we found that only 33% of the top 300 direct consumer brands were using landing pages, which yeah, is absolutely crazy, in my yeah. opinion. Yeah, so, sorry for cutting you off, but I, I just think that something I want to make sure we hit on is that I think that a lot of that has to do with you know, influencer marketing is something powerful. It has the social proof aspect. This is somebody I follow, I look up to, so I can buy it. Therefore, it converts and people just don't know what they're leaving on the table though. You know, you could 2X, 5X that if you just had the appropriate uh, channel set up. Yeah, I think you nailed it. That's the thing. You know, things are working for them, but they're not realizing what they could actually get out of it if they were gonna if they're to go all the way in right mm -hmm. right now you know brands are a bit stagnant and just sticking with what they know works i think just from personal experience you know i think one of the the thought of dealing with convert uh, optimization could be you know kind of the overwhelming thought of like you know, how long do I test this for? What do I test? Because if I make a landing page, like, did they not like that? Well, I added the money back guarantee, but I also added that our reviews. And it's like, what was the thing that actually caused the conversion? It's hard to know, you know, what's the one thing that you need to change. Uh, so from personal experience, it's probably just an overwhelming uh, project undertaking. Yeah, I think, you know, the, the best way for a brand to approach this is, you know, when you're launching, let's say, a campaign with, you know, maybe a dozen influencers or more, um, and it is a campaign, right? It's not just one post with one influencer. It is something that you're organizing and coordinating. You know, the easiest way to really upgrade that campaign by a landing page is to think, okay, well, there is a message that we're communicating, and that is consistent throughout you know, all of those influencers, right? One campaign, one message, and there's one goal, of course, for that campaign. If you're asking your influencers, for example, to send everyone to your homepage or to a specific product page, think, is that page that you're sending people to, is that consistent with the message that's being communicated by those influencers, right? So it should actually feel like everything is interconnected. When you read the influencer's post, you see the image or the video, you go on the website, the website should continue that message. It should have the same mm -hmm. types of visuals, right? And mm -hmm. if the answer is no, and you're just showing a product page and it kinda, there's a disconnect between the message in the ad or in, in the campaign and your website, well, 
then you know you have a problem. Yeah, for sure. I want to back up a little bit for a second for some of our viewers. Obviously, you mentioned that interesting piece about how only 33% of the top uh, direct-to-consumer brands are using landing pages. So for people that are not using them, uh, do you mind giving like a little bit of a rundown? Like what exactly do you mean by landing page versus just a product page, kind of an overview? For sure. Yeah. So when I talk about landing pages, I'm talking about one page that is targeted specifically to a, a campaign that you're running with either influencers or Facebook ads or Google ads, um, you know, and it is it has pretty much like one call to action. It is very focused. It could be about one type of product that you're selling. So let's say we're talking about skincare. It could be, you know, about your moisturizers. And this landing page would walk you through the different benefits of the different moisturizers and really help you make your decision and convince you from point A to, well, point Z, right, in the purchase. You've got the, the product pages, right, which sometimes are actually very similar to landing pages because some brands, and, and we see this more and more, are going to go all out with their product pages and really optimize it to look like a landing page. A lot of information about the products, reviews, credibility, information about how they're made, and so on. And the issue with that is that it's still one message for maybe, you know, how many campaigns are sending the traffic to that one page, right? So there's only, you can only optimize your product page by so much, right? You can optimize for, you know, people going to your product page. Well, some of them are going to be through Google. Some will just be people that are browsing your website because they heard about you from their friends. And some will be from paid campaigns, right? How do you expect to be able to communicate the right thing to all these different types of visitors at the same time. A product page, you kind of have no choice. You have to target pretty much everyone because it's the permanent um, page of a product uh, on your website. But the landing page is something that's a bit more dynamic and that you can customize to really match different customer types and campaigns. So it's kind of like a fork off of your product page, right? So you're basically taking your product page and reworking it to meet the target audience that you are running your ad campaign through or running a specific influencer campaign through. Is that what you're kind of getting at? Yeah, 100%. So for example, and there are different types of landing pages you could have. Um, I'm thinking of Hubble Contacts, for example. Their landing page, a lot of their ads, if you look at their ads, they're sending people to a quiz. The quiz is the landing page. You're not selling people on the contacts anymore. I think it's a quiz about like, are there things that you don't know about uh, your contacts or something like that? And once people take the quiz, you know, it takes them into... A result page, which literally sells the product, but through information. We had a campaign with a company called Bright Sellers, and it's a wine subscription company. And the whole campaign was about sending the influencers to take their quiz and get the results and get the influence, uh, the influencers audience to also be able to get the quiz and get the results. So I think that's something really important to touch on. It's like, hey, can that product page have more than one goal or is it 
it doesn't have to be one dedicated goal and other than a specific purchase it's especially with you know what's going on with COVID, that people are much more aware of where they put their dollars and if you just make them want to do a purchase it shows that you're only interested in their dollars and not in their best benefit for a how can this improve their life and why should they buy this from you compared to all the other options out there especially as you know direct to consumer becomes more and more competitive so on product pages specifically, can you have a goal that's not necessarily a purchase? Before you jump into that, I want to ask as well, if you don't have it, the purchase as a goal, how much, I'm just curious from what you've been doing, like what kind of percentage do you usually see that's allocated towards a different goal that's not a purchase? So I have to say for the product pages, the goal is always the add to cart, right? Add to cart and of course the purchase. We're always going to try to optimize for that on the product page because we don't know where the visitor is coming from. You know, this is like a permanent page on your website and people can be coming from a bunch of different campaigns and, and all of that. Now, yes, there is one goal that we'll typically optimize for, but it's not going to replace the main goal of making a purchase. Um, and that second goal is really just going to be email acquisition. For a direct consumer e-commerce company, like this is absolutely key. And, yeah. you know, I, we have some clients that do have landing pages for, you know, email acquisition only. You know, that can be part of a strategy. You don't need to send people to a product right away. So actually one of our clients with a quiz uh, actually sends people to the quiz to discover what type of deodorant type would fit their personality the best. Um, and then to see the results, people enter their email addresses and then they get to see a recommended deodorant based on their answers. So then the result is, well, the client gets a personalized product recommendation um, and there's also an email address that's being acquired. So even if the customer doesn't buy right away, email acquisition, check, right? Now, a quiz is a bit like... <laughs> It's definitely one of the most complex ways of doing it. So I'm not saying like, I'm using this yeah. as an example. Um, you don't need to do a quiz. Um, I think another great example is uh, Lumen Skincare, for example. Uh, you click on their Facebook ads. It takes you to a landing page that says um, eight reasons why men loves Lumen Skincare. The whole landing page is, you know, eight reasons, a beautifully designed page, you know, why men love uh, Lumen skincare and it's optimized to answer customers typical objections and questions and what I love about Lumen skincare is that they go hard on user-generated content so the type of persona that they use for the user-generated content resonates with the content behind that page and that's something you see a lot where you know hey the, the persona demographic that you're using for your influencer campaigns, like you mentioned, has to align with the content behind it. You can't just be saying, I'm going after a batch of travel influencers, of beauty, of food, and be sending them to kind of like this generic thing that might not resonate with me if I'm in the food industry. Um, and I'm just interested in, 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 in food products. But I know we're, we're coming up to time. I think one thing I want to throw in, Raphael, is... For a lot of these brands, one of the most important things to continue to invest in and optimize influencer campaigns is a lifetime value of their customer. So when you're looking at creating those landing pages and doing these campaigns, what are some of the tips that you would give uh, to a brand that is looking to expand their lifetime value and how to do that? Yeah, that's a great question. Um, it really depends, you know, what type of 
what your landing page is for. So let's say it's for a prospecting campaign. Um, again, you know, here really the only way, if you're not selling people on the product, email acquisition is is really going to be key. You know, having nailed yeah. down that strategy is key. And that brings the point where a lot of people will launch an influencer campaign or Facebook ads, and they will do their best and put so much effort on optimizing that one campaign and those specific ads. But mm -hmm. here's the truth. That's only 50% of what will contribute to your sale. Getting people to your site, that's 50%. Once they're on your website, that's the other 50%, right? The post-click experience contributes to the sale as much as your campaign sending traffic. So, and what we're seeing is you know, and this is why a lot of brands are not using landing pages or have under-optimized websites. It's because, you know, creating a campaign on Facebook or an influencer campaign is a little sexier and, and easier to do than trying to figure out how to improve a website. Improving the website is the only way you can actually increase your revenue without uh, increasing your traffic. I would say one more thing is that if you combine those two elements, you could also um, convince your 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 visitors to actually do heavier investments on their first purchase, such as you know a multi month package or a sort of subscription where, hey, your campaigns, your influencer campaigns were converting great, but what you didn't know is that if you optimize those pages, you could have, those people that are buying a $30 product could have bought a $100 one because they were so sold um, throughout the, the visitor's journey um, that that's also part of the money that you're leaving out on the table. Yeah, one last thing I wanted to ask uh, really quickly as well. So for brands that are maybe a little bit lower on budget or trying to get something done immediately, uh, obviously this is, these are some great tips that you've been giving. I'd love to know uh, what are maybe some tools that brands could use right now that are available to be able to build some of these processes out and maybe start testing them for themselves. I personally am a big fan of Unbounce and Instapage to build landing pages. Now, I know that there's something very annoying with those, and it's that it doesn't fully integrate with Shopify. You have to know your workarounds. Um, I've been using those tools for as long as I can remember. But there are a lot of landing page builders actually on Shopify, such as um, Shogun, for example. There's quite a few um, that you can use that integrates directly with your store, all with very varying degree of, of customization. Well, I'm sure this is uh, very helpful for brands that are listening or even, you know, creators and influencers that are uh, looking to take a stab at, at uh, creating their own products, diversifying their, their income or even, you know, increasing revenue for because a lot of influencers, you know, depend a lot on affiliate uh, commissions and it's in their best interest to, you know, also be able to help the brand and, and, and make as many conversions as possible. And we could keep going on with this topic forever. There's a lot of room for innovation in the space. So uh, super thrilled to to have you uh, spitting your knowledge here, Rafael. And um, for, for those that want to 
keep up with you and learn more about Splitbase or yourself, where, where do you recommend we send them to? Pretty simple, splitbase.com. Um, otherwise, I'm actually pretty active on Twitter, tweeting about conversion optimization and landing page optimization for direct-to-consumer brands um, and e-commerce in general. So that's our Paul and Daigle. Yeah, and we'll have his email on our website as well, trend.io. We'll have a blog post with the whole podcast, so that'll be on there as well. Awesome. Well, thanks a lot, guys. It was a pleasure. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you so much.